0: You're listening to the weekly podcast of Cayo, the youth ministry of the Father's House in Owensboro, Kentucky. Cayo is a healthy home for teens who are loved like family as sons and daughters that embrace their kingdom identity and purpose to change the world. At Cayo, you're home.
1: So, what has Daryl been talking about over the past three weeks? Somebody want to give me any kind of indication at all? What's up? Shame. Boom to give a round of applause for our friend with the shame. Someone has been paying attention, Pastor Daryl. <laughs> they have not all been not paying attention. Look at that. All right, we've been talking about shame, and we're going to talk about something a little bit different tonight that's not exactly shame, but it's right there with it. We're going to talk about fear. It's a little bit of a heavy subject. It's kind of also why I sat down. Everybody knows what fear is, right? Everybody's felt fear before. Everybody. I'm not just talking about something that nobody knows what it is, right? All right. I want to challenge your belief a little bit, though, and what fear is. And I want you to follow me. We're going to look at it in the Bible. We're going to maybe change the way we think about it a little bit, all right? So let's pray before we get in. Holy Spirit, we love you. I pray specifically over these youth. I pray, open their eyes. Open the eyes of their heart, give them ears to hear, open their spirit to be able to receive your word, in Jesus' name, amen. So, first off, God's desire for your life, what God wants for your life is for you to live a life without fear, not a little bit of fear, not fear sometimes, not at all. Now, that's a little bit different than most of us live with, right? Because most of us live with a little bit of fear in our lives. But what I want to show you is that we need to change the way we think about that. If we're ever going to walk in what God wants for our lives, and to walk out a life without fear. We've got our first scripture up there, Kobe. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Remember that God has not given us a spirit of fear but power love and sound judgment. We're going to be mainly looking at something else but I don't want to forget that. Anybody show of hand's heard that verse before? If you've been at church like any at all, probably have heard it at some point in the near few and the near past. Cuz we like to quote that. But how many of us actually live it out? How many of us actually see the reality of God has not given us a spirit of fear. There's a reason for that. We're going to get into that. But your ideal life in Christ, like what God wants for you, is to have no fear in your life at all. Fear is not like a normal reaction emotion. Like, how many of y'all get angry sometimes? Like, somebody pop off to you. Somebody say something about your mama. And you're like, you get angry, right? Okay, Jesus got angry too. Anybody know the story where he's in the temple? He sees, God, he sees um, people in the temple taking advantage of his father's house. And that, that makes him mad. Starts kicking over tables, starts whip, like chasing out people with a whip. It's awesome. But Jesus is angry too. So there is a healthy way to handle anger. How many of y'all sad sometimes? Nobody? Nobody is sad at all. That's okay. I got like three people that are being honest and with me. That's enough, though. If it's just for three people, I'll take it because that's enough. Anyway, y'all sad sometimes. Jesus experienced that, too. One of his best friends dies, and he I really believe he wanted to go heal him before he died. I really don't think Jesus wanted him to have to go through that. That's part of the reason why he weeps for Lazarus when he dies. It's because he doesn't want him to have to go through that. But God had another plan, and he resurrected Lazarus. So there is hope at the end of that. But even knowing what he's going to do, Jesus still weeps for him because he experiences sadness. He knows your sadness. He knows what it's like to experience anger and hurt, and betrayal. One of his best friends sells him to die. Like, talk about stabbing the back. Literally sells him to be executed. One of the closest guys to him. So all of these are normal emotions that Jesus experiences. But something to keep in mind is that at no point in Jesus' life do we see Jesus afraid. Even in the garden, when he's about to go, be crucified. It says he's grieved unto death, not afraid. So what does that teach us? It means that fear is not like anger, sadness, frustration, betrayal. It's not over here with those. It's over here in a different category of emotions that we're not supposed to experience. Fear is over here with lust, envy, Covetousness, which means wanting of what others have. Covetousness is like, I want what you have because I'm not okay with what I have. That's what covetousness means. These are things over here that we're not supposed to actually experience at any point. So, this should teach us. There's a way to live without fear. How do you live without fear, Daniel? Thank you for asking. I want to teach you that a little bit later on. So if you want to put up the next scripture, Kobe, we're going to go to 1 John. I really wanted to hit this foundation, though. Now, a couple of of y'all were in the Freedom Group, and so full disclosure, I taught on this Friday night, last Friday night in the Freedom Group for the adults, but Pastor Darrell also thought that this was a word for you guys and wanted me to... uh, wanted me to elaborate on it, and I think the Holy Spirit has some things to say to us. So, I wanted to get this foundation down, because what, if I really desire for you guys to get anything out of this, it's that when you feel fear, because you will feel it, it will come up against you, when you feel it, begin to recognize. That's a lie, and I'll walk the other way from it because I want to teach you that you can. It's not something you have to feel. It's not something you have to partner with or be a part of or have control of your life. Make sense? That makes sense? Or no? Y'all can tell me no. If If I ask, you know, does it make sense, and you think, man, I have no idea what you're talking about, Say no, and we'll, uh, we'll address that. Make sense? All right, cool. That's fine. I'll take it. All right. Let's read John chapter 1. First John chapter 4, I'm sorry. And we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and the one who remains in love remains in God, and God remains in him. Go to verse 17. In this... Love is made complete with us, so that when we may have confidence in the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. I'm going to read that again, because it's important. We're going to come back to this. Verse 17, as he is, so also are we in the world. So we already talked about, did Jesus experience fear? That's okay. That's okay, we're going to get it. Did Jesus experience fear? As he is, so are we in this world. How do we get there? Let's move on to verse 18. There is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. Other translations say fear is wrapped up in the threat of punishment. So the one who fears is not complete in love. Y'all know the verse that says God is love? All right. So we're going to take this verse, and we're going to substitute every time we say the word love, and we're going to say God instead. There is no fear in God. Instead, perfection of God drives out fear because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears is not complete in God. That makes sense? Let's talk about that a little. The core of all of this is where God's spirit is, there is no fear. When I was preparing for talking to the adults, I told them I was going to have like a whole bunch of scriptures. Because the Bible talks about fear like all the time. Because there's a whole bunch of people who are afraid a lot in the Bible. Like so many people who are afraid. But it really actually says the same thing over and over and over and over. God tells his people, do not fear, for I am with you. That's that's like the core of all of the Bible as it talks about fear. Is don't fear because I'm with you. So we see the picture of God's spirit somewhere and fear just like gets kicked out the door. Fast forward to the New Testament, God puts his spirit inside of us, right? If you're in Christ, you have God's spirit inside of you, empowering you to live. Y'all been through this, y'all been around a little bit. Maybe you haven't, maybe you don't know that. If it's your first time hearing that, congratulations. Welcome to the family of God. You have God's Spirit inside of you, allowing you to live how God wants you to live and how you need to live because it's what's best for you. So. As God's spirit enters more and more into our life, we experience less and less fear. But that's not always perfect, right? Like, show of hands, I want you all to actually participate this time. How many of us in the past, let's say, two months have been scared of something? Almost said something because I saw somebody in particular just sitting there, like, "Nah, man, I ain't scared, shoot." And I was about to call him out, be like, "Oh man, you ain't got like a fear of literally anything, but that's cool, that's cool." Finally saw that hand go up, and I was like, "Thank you, honesty." At this point, so what are some things that somebody shouted out that y'all are actually afraid of? Like, anybody afraid of heights? What? The predator? Like the alien, like the alien game predator. <laughs> See what you're doing, Pastor Daryl. You still a fear in these youth. Golly, you gotta get the spirit of God in them. <laughs> All right, so not the predator. It, or we'll, we'll take the predator. Anybody? Anybody got anything else? Spiders. All right. Your mom? <laughs> Did somebody say their mom? That's awful. <laughs> Go we'll lay hands and pray on you for that one because that's that's terrible. Come up for prayer at the end so we can lay hands and pray on you. All right. That's that's kind of a funny way to say it, but like this is something we all experience, so it's something we need to know how to deal with, right? Like everybody come back in for a second. Everybody come back in think this is the best way we're going to describe this. gave this illustration the other night. I don't want us to think of fear as being healthy in any way because that I believe is contrary to the word of God. So I want to help us distinguish this. Like some of us are afraid of legitimate things that might kill us, right? Like for most of my life, I've been afraid of heights. Now, when I say heights, I'm not talking about like 12 foot up on a ladder or like 20 foot up on a ladder. That doesn't bother me. When I get to 40, 50, 60, 100 feet in the air, that really starts to bother me. Like Nathan and Nate were back working with me when we were, y'all know the sanctuary over in the the main part of the sanctuary, y'all all been in there? Y'all know how tall it is? okay. But we were changing out some equipment in there like uh, a couple months ago, and we had this big old knuckle boom that would get like way up on up there into the ceiling. And you're in a little basket way up there, and it's like shaking and all, and like it moves a whole bunch while you're up there. And the first day the first day I was working up there, it was like, I'm like, God has got my life. God has got my life. <laughs> By the second day, I would got all in my head about it, and I had to call Nate for backup, because there was this one thing way up at the top. I was like, dude, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) And then Nate's going to be the man of God, God's a man of power for the hour, go up there and pull the cable that I couldn't. But uh, anyway, I mean, it's not like that's a crazy thing, because if I fell out of the bucket, I'd either be pretty seriously hurt or die. Like that's it's a pretty serious thing. So, what I wanted, what I want to distinguish between, or like, tell apart, is caution and fear. Y'all listen up, because this is important. Caution says, "All right, this is really high, and this could seriously hurt me. So, I'm going to move real slow in this lift, and I'm not going to make the arm move real fast because I might get jerked out." And I'm going to be real careful when I'm pulling cables across here. All right? That's caution. Fear says, oh, man, this is too high. I'm going to stay on the ground. So what's the difference? Caution is understanding danger and doing something anyway and just being careful about it. That's not fear. That's not what we're talking about. Fear is going to keep you on the ground and keep you from doing the thing in the first place. Okay? So that's why this is important. It's because fear keeps us from things. Keeps us from God, keeps us from God from what God wants to do in our lives. Keeps us away from other people. If we're if we're too afraid that people are going to hurt us, then we can't open up to people, have genuine relationships with people. All of the good things that come from close friendships, from knowing somebody has your back, you're never going to experience that because you're too afraid to open up. And so all those benefits over there from having your best friend have your back, now you'll never experience them because fear will keep you from it. That's why this is important. Did y'all get that illustration about fear and caution? All right. All right, Good receive that, because I feel like that's incredibly important to get a hold of. Hmm. My notes have gone away. I looked over at my notes, and I said, where am I? And I realized my notebook has flipped about six pages backwards, and I'm It was notes from Pastor Daryl's message from like two weeks ago, and I was like, man, I feel like he already hit this, though. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, what are we going to do instead? Where does fear come from? If God has not given us a spirit of fear, where does it come from? If it doesn't come from God, The Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear. Where do you think fear comes from? Boom, let's go. Satan. Satan and his workers. Y'all know Satan has little, little helpers who like to whisper lies in your ear and say, You're not good enough. You're ugly. Everyone hates you. All these things you hear and you're like, man. Where did that come from? Maybe it's one of Satan's little demons, Satan's little workers just sitting here whispering in your ear, Hey, you'll never be good enough. Your dad hates you. Dude, it is tough, but like, literally, these are things people hear. I mean, that may be not what you hear, but these are things people hear like every day. And where was I going with this? Before that comment? I had somewhere it was going. Ah, thank you. So where does fear come from? So if it doesn't come from God, it doesn't come from us, it comes from Satan, what we're going to do instead of believe it, what we're going to do is fight against it. Because the core of every fear, or I won't say every, the core of most every fear in your life, listen to me. Everybody listening? The core of it is a lie that you're believing about something. Take, for instance, the fear of heights. Where does it come from? Well, I'm not really actually afraid of high places. I'm afraid of falling and dying, right? That's what what I'm really afraid of. Why am I afraid to die? Anybody? Anybody? Because there's a part of me in that moment, if I'm believing that lie, There is a part of me in that moment that's not fully trusting God with my life. Now, I'm saved. I know God. I've given God my life. But there are times where a little part of me doesn't really completely believe the truth that God's got my life. And in that moment, that could show up as a whole bunch of different things. But sometimes it shows up as a fear of heights. Which is why sometimes I'm okay working from heights and sometimes I'm not. Because sometimes I'm actively fighting that lie and saying, God's got me. God's got my life. I've got, God's got me and nothing can take my life away from me unless God lets it. And then other days I get in my head and I stop fighting that same lie and that lie starts to get to me and I start to get more and more freaked out, and I get more and more in my head about it because I'm not taking an active stance against it. So, what's important is that when we encounter fear, what we need to understand is that there is more than likely, I'll say more than likely, some part of us that's believing a lie and I want you to stop, in that moment, right then, and ask the Holy Spirit. What am I believing that's not true? Right now, what am I believing that's not true? Can I give you all another example? Y'all, y'all good for another example? This one's a this one's a personal one. It's kind of it's kind of embarrassing. So I was like, so I was uh, preparing this message, and uh, it was really hard for me to get this to come together. Like. This is incredibly difficult to put together. And I didn't know why. I was sitting there the night before the Freedom Conference, like, God, why on earth is this so hard to get all the pieces to come together? And I just can't make myself sit down and do this. And when I do, it's like my mind's just this blank sheet of paper. And I, the Lord was like, Because you're afraid. And I was like, I just laughed out loud in my house. Like, my wife probably thought I was a crazy person because I'm just randomly laughing out loud in my house. Because you're telling me I'm afraid of preparing the message on fear. That's stupid. Why am I afraid? And then the Holy Spirit slapped me with a good one. He said, because you don't think your best is good enough. And I was like, oh, shoot, dog. You didn't have to do me like that, Holy Spirit. Thanks. Thanks. But in that moment, you know, it kind of sucked to hear that from the Holy Spirit. But in that moment, I was able to believe the truth. I said, okay, then, Holy Spirit, what do you have for me instead? What's the truth? And you know what he said? He said, I'm in you, and I make you good enough. And I was like, oh, Holy Spirit, you're so good. Why Why are you so good to me? And we had this sweet moment, but in that moment, I could feel the fear of building in myself, and I took time to say, all right, no, I'm not going to feel this fear. I don't have to feel this fear. Jesus has taken this from me. He has not given me a spirit of fear, so I'm going to confront it instead, and I said, all right, Holy Spirit, what's really going on in my life right now? I listened to him, and he's faithful to speak to you, and I turned it around, began to believe the truth, and then it's like just flood of... And I basically just sat down and wrote the whole thing out in order in about five minutes because I'd finally confronted the fear that was holding me back. Make sense? This is the pattern of Scripture. This is the pattern that God wants us to live in. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, y'all probably know there's... There's freedom. There's freedom from what, though? There's freedom from everything that holds us back that keeps us from God. There's freedom from the shame that we've been speaking about for weeks. There's freedom from anxiety. There's freedom from fear. There's freedom from depression. There's freedom from you fill in the blank. There's freedom where the Spirit of the Lord is. So fear is something you struggle with anxiety and worry, by the way, are also are muta- forms of fear. So, don't let that throw you. I've been saying fear this entire time, but if you struggle with anxiety or worry, just substitute. Every time I said fear, here, God has not given us a spirit of anxiety, but a power, love, and a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of worry, but power, love, and a sound mind. You read them as the same when you read them in Scripture. So, those are things you struggle with, begin to ask the Holy Spirit. All right. What is the lie I'm believing? and What do you have for me instead? And we'll close with this. So, Kobe, I feel like you uh, have something queued up in the back. So if you want to go ahead and kick that off, I'd appreciate it, sir. I'll finish with this. This teaching... Maybe a little bit much. Oh, yeah, perfect. This is perfect. All right. This is only for those who are in Christ. What do I mean by in Christ? Those who have given their life to God. Because all the scripture is written to Christians those who have given their lives to the lord the lord says he puts his spirit in you when you give your life to the lord that is the essential first step so maybe maybe you're struggling with this and you're like well i don't you leave here and you start trying to put this into practice and you're like i don't know i just i can't get this to work um If you're struggling with that, I would encourage you to reach out to one of your leaders because there may be something else going on. We can help you work through that. But you need to be honest with yourself as well. Have I given my life to the Lord? Because that is the essential first step. God's desire for your life is still that you live a life without fear. But His first desire for your life is that you give your life to the Lord so that He can redeem your life and He can take all of your sin onto himself and give you his righteousness, his peace, his joy, and his freedom from fear, worry, anxiety, depression, confusion. If you're you're confused about things in life and constantly just have a fall in your mind, that's also a spirit of confusion, which God does not desire for you to have. God doesn't want you to have So, we're going to go into a time of prayer. There's going to be two kinds of people. Those who have given their lives to the Lord, and you know who you are. Those people I want to reflect and say, am I struggling with fear? Is this something that I have a problem with? And if so, what areas of my life am I struggling with fear in? And I encourage you. Either, number one, come up here and get prayer for that, or number two, open up in your squad time with your squads. Because as we confess things one to another, somebody want to tell me what confess means? What you got? To admit something you've done wrong, and we're going to expand it a little bit. We're going to say to admit what's going on in your life. If you've been doing things wrong, you've been sinning, then confession can include that, but it doesn't have to only be that. Confessing can be what's going on in your life right now. Come up here, talk about what's going on in your life, talk about what you're struggling with. If, yeah, if you want to come on up, leaders, we're about to pray over people. There's a second type of person, though, those who haven't given their life to the Lord yet. And if you're honest with yourself, I think you know who you are as well. Just know that God's desire for you, thank you, appreciate that. God's desire for you is all of these things, but the first step is accepting that if I keep control of my life, that I have to deal with my depression. I have to deal with my anxiety. It's all on me. If I keep control of my life, all that stuff is on me. I have to deal with all of my relationships, all of my hurts, Whereas, if I give my life to the Lord, that's all on Him. I give up my life to Him, and that's all on Him now. He takes it from me, and I receive His righteousness, His peace, His joy, His life, His eternal life. So if you'll stand, we're going to get into a time of prayer. So I'll pray over you. Thank you, Lord. thank you that you love us so very much. I thank you that you stand your arms open. You say your yoke is easy, your burden is light. You say, come unto me all who are weary, everybody who's tired and feels heavy. And you take the spirit of heaviness from so good, and Jesus, you're here healing in this moment. Thank you that you're trading fear right now for your spirit, letting your spirit invade your people. So pray over them, bless them, give them power to understand, power to understand. prayer. might have to bring that music down just a little bit. Thank you. Let me say this. The fear of being judged for opening up to people is just as real a fear as anything else. And it is just as much a lie as anything else. I meant to mention this, but I forgot, honestly. The Lord very clearly told me to address this, is that a lot of times... We know we need prayer for something. We won't go up and get it. We won't fellowship with people. We won't talk to people because we're like, what would they think if I did? If you did, what you would find is that each one of these leaders, God has given his spirit of love and of acceptance. And what you would see if you opened up to us is you would see God's heart for you in that we don't judge you because He doesn't judge you. We love you anyway because He loves you anyway. You see how this is working. He's given us a spirit of love for you. So let me break off that lie right now. There is no fear in opening up. There is no fear in being vulnerable because there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation.
0: Hey guys, let's focus in just a little longer. A lot of gold in that where the spirit of the Lord is there's freedom and if you don't have freedom like what Daniel said if you don't have freedom and you're operating in anything else that's not freedom if it's confusion shame guilt fear that means that the Holy Spirit right you need the you need a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit if you you say Pastor girl, what is that well when you place your faith in Jesus Christ, God will put his spirit in you, and his spirit overcomes all these things. The Bible says in Revelation that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross, is to overcome all these things. I mean, I just got very simply, where God is, there can be no fear. So maybe, with every head bowed and every eye closed, just take a moment we're not here to drag this out. We're giving you an opportunity and an invitation. And you can just come to this altar and bear your soul before God. You don't have to come tell us, but we're here. Because you know what? We were you once. I used to live in fear of what people thought of me. Ooh, you talking about middle school? One of the biggest fears, am I accepted? Do they like and accept me? Some of you guys are too worried about who's on the left or the right of you or across the room. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. and God's come to give it to you. This is an invitation. The altar's open. If you need prayer, you just want to unload on us. We're here. We love you. We've been exactly where you've been. We've been down that block a number of times. There's nothing that you've dealt with, nothing that you might be carrying right now that we haven't. And by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, and by the blood of Jesus, we've overcome it all. Because of what He has done in us. Invitations open. If you need prayer for anything, please come.